1: So many females in Australia and I don't think anyone realises how many of us are actually
2: here What three wrestling matches would you watch if you were stranded on a desert island? This is what I'm asking wrestling's best in the ring, around the ring behind the scenes or behind a microphone. I'm Tom Campbell Thank you for joining me on Cultaholic Island for another episode of Desert Island Graps
1: Alrighty We can do this the easy way or we can do this the hard way. Easy way? You want time? I take you in, no one gets hurt. Hard way? Well, I think you understand what that is. <laughs> Why do they always choose the hard way? Oh, I'm gonna be so late. Lucille Brouw! Lucille bro!
0: taking Roberto Puccini to town. Pacino finally in the ring. Janda Sullivan right there. With a big forehead shot. Oh, look out for that shield, boys. Double down on um, dangerous TDT. Oh, she's wearing up. And the cap shield to death.
3: Wow. Face of Roberto Puccino. She just bent the, what's the nerd word for it? Vibranium. Uh, vibranium
2: shield of Captain America. Thank you. Lucille Brawl, how are you doing?
1: I'm really good. How are you?
2: I'm good, thank you. Now, is Cyberpunk as broken and horrible as everybody says it is?
1: I had a good time with it on my PlayStation Four. I like there was little glitches, but it was nowhere near as bad as they said that it was going to be. I'm sure <laughs> everyone it, was having a big whinge.
2: <laughs> yeah, it just it just got dragged through the coals. And you were streaming it on Twitch the other night, and I'm watching it going, I don't think this is as as bad as everybody said it is like it seems no. like a, a great a great premise for a game in general a, an ambitious game a bit broken at points but it seems all
1: right there some glitches, don't get me wrong but it was not like i wasn't having crashes like everyone was oh it still crashes all the time and everything and i was playing I'm, i play on an old playstation 4 like it's not like i had any fancy equipment or anything so it was fine for me
2: <laughs> what's some of the best games that you've uh, streamed on twitch during uh, the last oh. 12 months
1: I really enjoyed when I did the horror month uh, in October um, and did layers of fear um they're like little computer indie games um a lot of fun very spooky um and like the resident evil games and that kind of stuff as well I'm a huge fan of I I say I'm a huge fan of them I hate them because I am very easily scared <laughs> <laughs> but they're a lot of fun because you have a laugh after you get spooked when especially when you've got people watching and stuff it's all a big game a bit 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 of fun. So. Um, those that that horror month where I did all of those spooky games was my favorite, with like Layers of Fear and Resident Evil and stuff.
2: Any thoughts on The Village?
1: I've been watching a playthrough because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little bit too nervous to go in and do it myself, but I probably will. It looks like it's it looks like it's not too bad. There are some spooky moments, but I probably will end up getting it and trying it for myself. So. It does look really good. I love, I that, I love all the Resident Evils.
2: I think a lot of us, I think you said that I've been watching the playthrough. I think a lot of us sort of live vicariously now through watching people play games.
1: Absolutely. That's how I started. I did not even play a lot of, like I played games from when I was a kid. Like you play your, your Zeldas and your Mario Karts and that kind of stuff. But I never played those huge games until I started watching them on YouTube like 10 years ago when people started doing playthroughs of them. And they're like, oh, this is actually really great.
2: That's a match. So, which Zelda was? It? You said Zelda there. We'll get into wrestling in a minute. I promise. We're <laughs> definitely it's all about wrestling. But you said Zelda there. Am I right yeah. in thinking that you, you you've played Ocarina of Time?
1: We're yes, it's Ocarina. my favourite game. Yeah. Right
2: i I've given up playing that. I mm-hmm. we on the cold on the Cold Holic Twitch stream. I've been playing it on a Wednesday, and yep. I'm just it's it just pickles me, Ed. The seal. It's just there's so much to do, and it's so intricate, yeah. and and I got to a point where I, I was trying really hard. I've re- I got I've got further. <laughs> I got further at the age of 37 than I did at the age of like 19, and mm-hmm. um, it's just it pickled my head, and I got really confused, and I'd start playing it quite ambitiously, and then by the end of the stream, I'd feel sad because I'd missed like 37 <laughs> different things that I needed to get the week before, and yep. and I and I can't figure out how to get a horse through a fence, and it just made me sad like how'd you do it
1: (laughs) not the whole game
2: because we'd be here all day
1: (laughs) i played it when i was a kid and i'm I'm sure like it felt easier when i was a kid i don't know Mm. why maybe it's built for a child's brain and they're just like you all of the you know how your brain changes as you grow up and our brains are more malleable
2: when we're younger aren't they
1: so it's, it's all the weird things that you have to do. It's like, oh, well, that's that makes sense, you know, when you're a kid and these days, like, why the hell would I need to go in that little back area to find – why would I do that? Like, <laughs> um, I've replayed it. I've been replaying it recently, actually, when I went – I play it on my um, – I've got it on the 3DS, so I play it on my flights when I go to and from different states. And I'm just like, I don't remember it being this difficult. <laughs> I really don't.
2: <laughs> Well, maybe the DS version. I might try that. But look, we're here yeah. to talk about wrestling more than anything else. Uh, you're here yep. because, Lucille, we are sending you onto a desert island, metaphorically. And Yay, we're going to yeah. give you, uh, I think, yeah, because the one thing we need after the last 12 months is more isolation.
1: Right. Uh, fantastic. <laughs>
2: I mean, where you are at the moment is technically a desert island since they've stopped the travel. <laughs>
1: technically, <laughs> you, technically, you're yes. Kind of there already.
2: Uh, but we're going to give you three wrestling matches to watch whilst you're there to, to while away the hours. What would you like Wonderful. your first match to be, Lucille?
1: So my first match, it might be a bit of a strange one, but it was the very, very first match I ever watched um, to get into wrestling, which is the 2012
0: Royal Rumble. I want this more than anything in the world. If I win, win. I'm guaranteed a headline match at WrestleMania. That isn't the only thing I want. I want the world to know. I was victorious at the most difficult, ruling, exhausting event in all of WWE. 30 superstars, one ring. I want them all to know. I won. I won. I won the Royal Rumble. I won the Royal Rumble. I won the
2: Royal Rumble.
0: I won the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble. Tonight, the road to wrestling. Superstars start their journey toward immortality.
3: This is the Royal Rumble!
0: For 25 years, the Royal Rumble match has been the event that's launched careers the
3: Rock has won the Rumble.
0: and paved the way for future champions.
3: Stone Cold is going
0: to WrestleMania! Now, on this historic night, who is destined? for greatness tonight 30 elite wwe superstars one match one opportunity who is going to wrestlemania
1: i'm very late to the game i started watching wrestling maybe Oh, 10, 11 years ago now, um, super, super late to the game. I knew about it, but that was the very first match where I watched it. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Like I get wrestling.
2: <laughs> how, how did you come to discover wrestling in the first place?
1: So uh, my ex-husband is a big wrestling fan, and he just played it in the house constantly, and it was always on. And I'd sort of wander over, oh yeah, you know, wrestling, and I'd wander and do all, all my stuff. And he's just one day he sat me down, he's like, no, you have to watch this one. It's one, it's it's, it's a great match. Just watch it. Um, I think you'll like it. And I did I actually sat down and probably watched it rather than, you know, in and out all the time. I'm like, Oh, Oh, this is fun. This is just so different to what I thought it was just by sitting down and actually paying attention to it. So uh, it was really him who who did that to me. <laughs> so with this
2: particular match, then um, we had, it was Seamus winning the rumble. Yes. So, so um, what is it about? Is there a particular moment in this match that, that you still love?
1: Oh, there's a couple. Um, I think the biggest one is like that was one of the the biggest moments of Kofi doing his weird things outside of the ring, like where he handstands on the outside and then just so he doesn't hit the floor with his feet, which I thought was just brilliant. Um, and just the stupid things like Santino and um, Mick Foley with their socks and doing that little spot with both of the the snake and the sock and that kind of stuff and that I think it was the funny fun moments that made me realize oh wrestling's actually like a big show and I didn't even really get that I don't think until that point where I sat down and I laughed and I enjoyed and I had fun so I think the two moments that really stood out were yeah the Santino Mick Foley moment um, and then yeah, Kofi, uh, who I absolutely adore, is um, doing his little spot. <laughs> it's
2: funny looking back at that card now. I've just pulled it up mm-hmm. just to remind myself of it. And you've got uh, Daniel Bryan surviving a cage match with Big Show, Mark yep. Henry, and and yep. I, how about this? Like just just before the WWE title match, Brodus Clay beating Drew McIntyre.
1: I know, insane, right? Like it's just, it's. I mean, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but no! I guess it was. <laughs> It's, it's insane. All, about
2: just less than 10 years ago where where, yeah. where the Funkasaurus is beating uh, the, the biggest star during the pandemic era. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, crazy. Um, um, <laughs> unreal to see. Uh, so mm-hmm. you, it was your ex-husband that, that sort of turns you on to professional wrestling. Um, yes. Where was the moment then where you kind of went, that's something I'd like to do rather than just watch?
1: Um It was strange. So I mean, I'm one of those kind of people who has tried every sport under the sun because I want to find a hobby. Uh, so I never really had any hobbies for myself. And I'm like, so I try a little bit of everything to see if I could pick anything up. And a friend of mine randomly posted on Instagram, um, saying, "Oh, training, wrestling training, you know, it was great today and had a big photo of all the people doing it. And I'm like, there's wrestling training here. That's something I've not tried before. I'm going to give that a go. So it was really, I just walked into it uh, because my friend posted it and it just stuck. Like everything else I did, I didn't care for, but it just stuck.
2: (laughs) You mentioned you were going through sports, just trying to find Mm -hmm. a hobby. What sort of things were you doing before wrestling? I've
1: done touch football, tennis, basketball, soccer. Um, Oh, there's been others. What else have I done? Like your, your AFL type stuff, um, like with the with the ta- with the flags and stuff. Um, uh, we did. I did swimming for a little while just to see if I was faster swimming. You know, <laughs> just all sorts of things. A little bit of golf. You know, just everything to see if there was something that I would really be good at and like.
2: <laughs> and was it a case of that you were good at most of them, or that you were good but you just didn't like most of them?
1: I was terrible at everything. <laughs> I've never been good at any kind of sport in my entire life. It has always been that I'm just the lowest on the card, and that like on the you know card when they want to put me out, I'm always on sidelines. And then like, oh, okay, we well, guess we'll put you out there for five minutes, you know? Um, no, n- never been really good at any of the sports that I did.
2: <laughs> uh, so was is, is um, you mentioned golf there as well? Yeah. Um, did you get to the point where you had a handicap for golf?
1: i only tried driving and i couldn't even do that very well like you know where you go and do the driving and get I, like 80 meters is what i can do and that's <laughs> I, that's not a very good it's not a very good drive i tell you what <laughs> um with 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 soccer did you say you tried soccer as well yeah i tried that i tried soccer what wasn't was very pos- good at that either
2: what, what what position did you play in soccer
1: right up the very back where the ball couldn't get to me
2: <laughs> as far away from that nonsense as possible yeah
1: far away from the ball as possible they had me right up the back of the everywhere and you know stay up the back that's fine if it comes to you just kick it kick it to someone else and you'll be good
2: <laughs> uh you did some non-sporting stuff as well am i right in thinking that you, you've done a bit of dungeons and dragons a bit of D D stuff
1: Yes. Yeah. I did Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. That one. I mean, that one, I, I think it's hard to be bad at Dungeons and Dragons, especially yeah. when you've got, uh, you know, a wrestling type personality, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I did. I've, I played Dungeons and Dragons quite a bit and I, I do enjoy it a lot. It's hard to find the time these days, but it's one of one of those fun things. I did you not get it into, did you
2: do anything over Zoom with it? You see a lot of people who do it over Zoom, don't you?
1: Yeah. So during the big moments of our COVID, when we were really locked down, we uh, had a, a few people who would get on Zoom and do D&D um, during that sort of period which was a lot of fun, Um, but then sort of once everything here started getting back to normal, it kind of dwindled away. We lost a couple of our players because everyone was going back to the regular stuff they were doing. So, But, yeah, no, we did do – it was not on Zoom, but it was like a specific D&D online thing that we used. It was really cool. Mm. It was a lot of fun, and you could see all the maps and everything. You could see where you were going. It was really cool.
2: Some people really, really came to life with that. I think Ring of Honor would Mm. do – I've been doing like – Dungeons and Dragons online. And you, you yeah. can see for a few of them, there was a reluctance at first, but they've thrown themselves into it. And there's, there's a, there's, yeah. I think there's a whole new passion for it coming out of it the other side of lockdown. It's, I
1: it's great. And I think like Dungeons and Dragons and wrestling are so similar. You've got to build this whole character, you've got to be a big personality, and you've got to, you know pretend to do this and really role play and i think it's very very similar to a lot of what you do in wrestling so it's i think a lot of wrestlers do tend to slip into that really easily
2: so to go into the wrestling stuff then um you discovered there was wrestling training uh, where you were was were you in Mm -hmm. bris were you in brisbane at this point
1: yeah i was i was in brisbane so i started in brisbane so what was
2: what was the scene like as as you were discovering wrestling what was the scene like in brisbane
1: It was small, it was grungy, it was underground um, and it was a bit rough. Uh, Like it was, it was really rough. Like I, we didn't have a, a, like a ring to train in. We trained in a boxing ring uh, twice a week and at the top of a a random gym. Um, We got maybe a ring once a month before a show for about an hour. Um, There was only a few wrestlers that wrestled quite consistently that were considered vets, um, and then a few of us trainees. It was um, it was rough when I first started. Now thinking back, I thought it was, you know, me with rose-coloured glasses first coming into it, I'm like this is the best thing ever, but looking back on it now, I'm like, wow, it was real rough when I first started.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it seems to have evolved so much, and we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more as we go, So because you, when you got into was it, so you had a friend that you, you saw that was – Uh, was doing the wrestling training so Mm -hmm. when you when you got to the training school with your friend who was who was the lead trainer there uh
1: the lead trainer there was rufio um so he unfortunately left us now but he was the lead trainer and he brilliant brilliant man Um,
2: i i'm I'm so glad that we get to talk about him because i know you've had a couple of matches with him and (laughs) he, yeah. <laughs> he, I'm, where I'm sat now, I'm looking at a venue in Newcastle upon Tyne, which I was very mm-hmm. blessed to to ring announce for, which had Rufio on the card, and I don't think enough people talk about how brilliant Rufio is. It's a Peter they Pan really inspired don't. wrestling gimmick that just a hundred percent works, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: it really does, and just like a fantastic wrestler as well. Like he has, he backs it up with what he does, and. Honestly, like, so blessed to say that he was my very first trainer when I came into this because he's just, like, a fantastic guy, really, and definitely very underrated.
2: What was something that Rufio taught you that stayed with you?
1: Oh, um, he did a a lot of the – he went over to Japan and did, like, New Japan training um, for a little while, and he brought that back, and it was just about really making it look legit and putting in those hits and making it look – Hard hitting um, was the biggest thing when he came back from that. And I think before that, everything was a little bit soft, uh, you know, when we were doing anything. And when he came back, we were all laying into each other and we we're like, this is great. We actually get to hit each other. This is fantastic. So I think I still try and bring that across. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm just, we're, we're going to hit, we're going to hit each other, we're going to hit each other hard. <laughs>
2: I think with Rufio as well, like as as well as as teaching you that sort of hard hitting style, mm. there's a lot to learn about character and stuff in wrestling. Oh, absolutely. Through... How did you gravitate to, to obviously the, the the sports side of it? Whilst you say you were terrible at everything, you're mm-hmm. you're so accomplished in so many different sports. So I, I can imagine <laughs> that the actual the physical side of it was uh, was was easy enough to get to grips with for yourself, who's already so talented. But in terms of building a character and all of that stuff, how how did you find that process?
1: It took a while. Um, I think I, like everyone who first starts wrestling, they, you start thinking about what you want to be and what you want to do from the get go. Um, And I had like several different ideas in my head. um, And I would just watch wrestling match after wrestling match. Like, oh, I could do something like this. I could do something like that. And then in the end, um, I was, I realized that I need to do something that I know and what I know is superheroes. Um, I I love the comic books, I love the comic book movies, I love all of that and watching, I I mean, you probably couldn't guess that a lot of the stuff that I do also comes from Hurricane, like I've based a lot of that off that as well. So um, I think that was in the end, What really stuck with me, it was building the character around the stuff that I enjoy and I love, because if I do that, then I can do it easy. Where did your
2: passion for superheroes come from? I know you've done like comic cons where you've dressed as as Harley Quinn and the like, but where did that passion come from initially?
1: Just as a kid, like when you're Mm. watching all your Spider-Mans and that kind of stuff on cartoon, on the cartoon shows, You know, 6 a.m. you wake up before school. um, Spider-Man was the first thing on. The Superman movies, the original ones, uh, there were some of my favourite movies of all time. Like, it just was something that I was drawn to. It was larger than life. It was completely out of anything else you've ever seen. Um, And I just loved that there was so so much that they could do. And it was like a fairy tale almost. I, I gravitated more to superheroes than I did to the actual Disney fairy tales because that felt like the fairy tale. Did you
2: gravitate more to Marvel or DC?
1: Originally, I gravitated a lot more to DC. Um, the DC comics in, and the DC uh, cartoons and that kind of stuff were my biggest things. But um, in more, more recent years, I've tried to delve a little bit more into the Marvel side of things as well. But DC and Batman, Joker, Harley Quinn, uh, I loved the Batman comics. And I love the Batman movies and the cartoons. And that was my biggest one is I loved Batman. <laughs>
2: And I like how they finally with DC, they finally sort of got the idea that they just need to take it darker. They can't try and mm-hmm. replicate the, the the bombasticness of a Marvel films that they've become this juggernaut. But DC have just kind of gone. Let's just make these dark, edgy films that they need to be their own thing. <laughs> they really do. They really do. Um, where did the name come from? Obviously, it's, it's a beautiful pun. I'm a big fan of a pun. Uh, what's the origin, though?
1: Um, it was actually a friend of mine. We were sitting down brainstorming and this is before I even had my gimmick. I was, you know, we're just sitting down brainstorming about what I could do as a, you know, gimmick and what, what, what I wanted to be as a wrestler and that kind of stuff. And we're like, all right, well, how about we start with the name and we just, you know, all your standard, like weird names you come up with, you know, um, and then, were you, I think there was something on the TV or something and it, it, she must have popped up. I don't know. But all I know is my friend went, Lucille Brawl. And I'm like, oh, oh, I love that. <laughs> and so that was the one that stuck. And originally I was going to try and go for like a Lucille Ball kind of knockoff, but it didn't work. But I'm like, I can't, I can't get rid of the name. The name's too good. The name's stuck for life. I've got to just work around it.
2: <laughs> I, I like, uh, there is something in, and I, 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 wouldn't shut that idea out of a kind of I mm. love Lucy wrestling gimmick. I think you,
1: yeah.
2: especially with like the, the popularity of WandaVision, you know,
1: and how, yeah, absolutely.
2: I think there is something in in sort of playing the the, the lovable housewife who gets up to mischief as a wrestler because why not?
1: <laughs> that was originally what I was thinking and then I just I realized I just don't I just don't know if it's me <laughs> and that was the whole big thing. I just I need to do something that is going to be easy for me to do when I'm out there at all times um and I can just, you know, st- as soon as I walk out those curtains, I can just ease myself into it. And that's, that's who I am. So focus on everything else rather than the person that I am out there.
2: What other names would we have had? um, Had it not been Lucille Brawl?
1: Oh, I can't even remember half Mm. of the names that I had previously. Um, I think I think I was going to originally like try and stick with my shoot name for a little while, which I decided against, cause it's really boring. Um, <laughs> and then it was just, um, we were trying like we're working off things like the hurricane and that kind of stuff right so you're trying to go with the you know the superstar something something and you try and build off that but I can't even really remember any of the names that I had because once Lucille Ball or Lucille Brawl came into it I was just like no everything else is gone don't care about anything else that's the name. Your
2: second match, then we've had the 2012 Royal Rumble, uh, which yes. is the the big night for okay. Sheamus and the the Battle of the Claws between Santino and Mick Foley. What would you like your second match to be, Lucille?
1: So my second match would be Minami Toyota versus Akira Hokuto. <laughs>
2: Big match from an amazing generation of, of Japanese women's wrestling. Why this one?
1: It was one of the first female matches I watched Um, and I mean I've watched a few divas matches and that kind of stuff on WWE but it was really the match that I watched and I went wow like we can women can really go like this is a match this is a fight you know. Um, it was very ahead of its time, I think, and I don't know if it gets enough praise. I, I, like, It's got a lot of praise, don't mind. like, you, but People, when they talk about female, oh, what's my fav- favorite female wrestler or what's my favorite female match, you, you get a lot of the WWE diva type stuff coming through and I just don't think it gets enough because it was really like one of the best of its time, if not the best of its time. Um, It was a real fight. It really showed, it didn't even look like a match. It just looked like two women fighting. And I loved that about it.
2: Can you remember where you were when you watched it for the first time?
1: I was just sitting in my living room. Um, I had it on the big screen TV. I was just trying to research different types of female wrestlers at the time. Um, You know, I was just getting into wrestling myself and I you know I wanted to I've seen all the guys matches what can I see from the females I want to see what I'm you know working with in regards to being a female in wrestling um and I actually was speaking to a friend of mine who I was like I'm trying to work out what I want to do and who I want to who I want to watch as a female wrestler and all I'm coming up with is the WWE and he actually recommended Minami Toyota he's like I reckon you could base a lot of what your stuff you're doing on her. And I reckon she's going to be the best for you to watch. So I did. And that was the first match that I picked up because obviously like five star match, one of the best matches she's done. So um, that was, I was sitting there and I just watched it on the, had up my big screen TV in the lounge and I was like, wow, this is incredible.
2: <laughs> so when you got into wrestling, you really threw yourself into, into researching it as well by the sounds yeah. of it.
1: I tried to um, because I felt like I was so behind, you know. Most people who've been in wrestling have been watching it since they were a kid. They can sit there and spout, you know, oh, this match from this place and this this is my favourite show from here and do you remember this match with this person? And I had no idea. I was completely clueless coming into it. I'd only been watching it for a few years uh, by the time that I was getting into wrestling and actually trying it. So I felt so behind. So I just... I tried to pick up everything that I could and and learn as much as I could um, from the get go.
2: Was there ever ever any sort of stigma towards you because you were so late to the party?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, I don't really, um, unless anyone was saying it behind my back, I think (laughs) I brought the stigma on myself. Like I think it was just, it was just me uh, thinking, oh God, I'm so behind, but no one ever really made a big deal about it um me being so late to the party it was um i think it was just me that i'm like no oh, i need to learn everything
2: <laughs> that may, no and that's and it's it's a respect for the for the craft and all that isn't it it's you mm. want to you want to uh, you learn so much when you're drinking it all in uh, away, yeah. away from the away from uh, toyota and hokuto which other ones stood out to you when you were sort of going through that research period
1: um i did really like a lot of the charlotte matches the original charlotte matches i was i really like i just like charlotte in general um and uh, oh now i can't remember her name i'm so bad with names and I'm remembering um oh voodoo, voodoo to- queen
2: amara from tna wrestling
1: Yes, yes. Oh, one. oh look yes, at that. That's the one. I really liked there was just a couple of really cool moments watching watching her as well. So, um there was just, you know, a little bit of everything from everywhere. Um but I think when I when I originally sat down and watched and saw my Toda, I kind of just like delved into her a little bit and watched what she was doing. Um but, yeah, there was there was a few different types. But I think, yeah, Charlotte was one of the big ones that I watched. And I know she's WWE, and I said I wanted to steer away from it. But she is really an, a phenomenal wrestler.
2: What moment from uh, Toyota and Hokuto stands out to you and, and gives you goosebumps?
1: Um, it's the move that she's done again I'm so bad with names and I'm still so new to this so remembering names of moves and that kind of stuff but it's the move that she does where she locks them in and she rolls around the ring and it's just something so different that I've never seen anyone else really do before ever like something just it was just like, wow, like she makes them dizzy, she brings them around um, that and just a lot of the, the, the big hits they did as well, um, you know, bringing, putting her up on the table and jumping off the top of the top of the ropes and the table not breaking, but her just landing on her. I'm like, oh, that's that's a real hit. Like, that's going to hurt, you know, um, those moments where I could really tell that it was it was real
2: there's been some real hard-hitting moments uh, Mm. in the Australian scene as of late. I mean, I've talked Mm. about this with many people, um, the match between Jessica Troy and Charlie Evans.
1: Oh, incredible. Those two are just incredible wrestlers and just, again, just hitting each other. And it's not fake it's all it's all hits it's all it's all skin against skin muscle against muscle
2: (laughs) you're coming in right now during during what is a big time not not just for for Australian wrestling but for Australian uh, women's wrestling as well we've mentioned there Jessica Troy and Charlie Evans Shazza Mm -hmm. McKenzie all doing great things amongst many other names as well is it a bit um is there an intimidation coming in at this point or are you just ready to make history along with everybody else
1: I think there is a little bit of an intimidation aspect. Um, I think that I'm, I'm really trying to push myself through as quick as possible because I feel like I came in again so late to the party. I was a little bit older when I started wrestling. A lot of people started wrestling when there were, you know, 16, 17, 18. I came in at 25. Um, so for me, I was like, right, well, I need to push myself harder than anyone pushed themselves to begin with, because I need to get to that point earlier, like quicker than anyone did. Uh, so I think that the pressure I put is on myself more than anything. I don't think anyone expects me to do is go get us there as quickly as I do apart from myself. Um, but there definitely is that intimidation factor. Um, I really do want to be able to stand up with those girls and be able to say that I'm am as good and I can, you know, b- b- stand up against them and say they're, they're my equal and I'm not there yet but uh hopefully soon.
2: <laughs> are, are there some people that maybe the the world isn't talking about yet apart from yourself that <laughs> that they should be talking about in that scene?
1: Oh man, um probably a whole heap. So I mean obviously Jesfron and Charlie Evans amazing. Um, there is Chanel Phoenix down in Melbourne um, she's incredible and she puts in so much work I don't think I see a day where she's not doing gymnastics or MMA or wrestling training she's just absolutely incredible um, up and comers are like Rochelle Rogue um, she's phenomenal um, she puts again puts in so much work and she does as much as she can to try and get to the level of everyone else she's a bit like me where she just wants to try and push herself as quickly as possible um, There's a couple down in, there's RCW and, and as wrestle rampage down in Adelaide, there's like Lily blaze is phenomenal. Um, She's still coming up. She's only done a few matches, but she's absolutely incredible. Uh, Like Savannah Summers and Izzy Shaw. There's so many, there's so many females in Australia. And I don't think they realize anyone realizes how many of us actually. here.
2: (laughs) It's a huge, it is a huge scene there. Um, And Mm -hmm. you're, you, you quit your job. To, to pursue this full-time now um with with that so what was the what was the what was the job you were doing before
1: so I worked a lot of admin jobs and like uh I, I worked like full-time admin jobs was what what I did I didn't really have anything that I was super passionate about doing when it came to work so I just took whatever I could that was going to give me the most most amount of money for you know nine to five work um so nothing really of importance lots of you know, solar companies and construction companies and that kind of stuff, just working in the admin side of things.
2: What was the moment like when you said, I'm quitting the job. This is going to be my focus from now on. Talk us through the moment where you made that decision.
1: Um, I, the most recent job I had, I just hated. I realized that I was putting in so much work and so much time and I just, I didn't like it. I didn't want to do it anymore. It was, it was destroying my mentality. It was destroying my mood. I couldn't see anyone or do anything because I was working all the time. And then when I wasn't working, I was exhausted from working. Um, and one day I just thought, stuff it. I don't want to work in this kind of environment anymore. I don't want to work in this kind of job anymore. And I handed in my resignation and I walked out that day. Um, and that was it for me. I sort of took a few months off to decide what I wanted to do. Um, we had the school sort of already up and running the wrestling school, which I'll talk about (laughs) at some point, um, and did a PT course to try and give myself something, get a little bit extra and went from there.
2: Well, let's, let's go straight into the, into the school. So it's the three, it's the three count training wrestling Academy. Um,
1: that's right. Yeah.
2: We, so how has that obviously during the last 12 months probably not as not as easy or as delightful as you'd like it to be, what with everything being shut and or on fire? Um, but <laughs> on the whole, how has that process been?
1: It's it's tough. Like running a business when you've never done it before and it, it just in general is tough. Um, we took over uh from someone back in August, July, August, um, myself and Bobby Bishop. We run the school together as co-owners. And um, we took over and originally we were just like, let, let's just keep it going where it is and where it was, wasn't working. It was in a tiny little shed, shared by two other people. Um, it what the, the name of the company wasn't really a good name anymore. People didn't want to really associate it with it. So we just decided, okay, well let's dive head first into this and really, really try and make something of it. Um, and so about, yeah, August, September is when we, we, set up the name Three Camp Pro Wrestling Academy, and we started making moves on trying to find a bigger facility, something closer to everyone, something that people could really be proud of up here.
2: Um, what have you learned about uh, the industry in running a school? Because I can imagine it's been a very quick learning curve.
1: Oh, that everything is difficult. Nothing is easy when <laughs> trying to, when trying to sort out anything. Uh, dealing with lots of people in a school or, you know, we don't run shows, but just as a part of the school, trying to sort out who's going to be there, who we're going to, who's going to train, who's going to teach people. We need to rent this place. How much money are we going to have coming in? It's just there's a lot to it. Uh, but I also learned that everyone in Australia is very, very willing to help. Um, we reached out to a lot of people. We reached out to people down at PWA. We've reached out to people at EPW. I uh, reached out to people. who who work in Melbourne um, at PCW and that kind of stuff as well. And we just said, help, we need need your help. We don't know what we're doing. Um, We're so out of our depth and they really came to the plate and really gave us as much as they could. And we really do owe a lot of what we have been able to achieve from the help of all these people around Australia.
2: Because uh, what's the phrase? A uh, high tide raises all ships. So I think if yeah. everybody's doing well, then everybody does well as well. I think. Is there yeah. something as a tra- as working as a trainer now? Is there something that you've taught people that you wish you'd been taught yourself about mm-hmm. the industry?
1: Um, yeah, I think. I, I mean, I I was taught by people by my peers rather than um, trainers and that kind of stuff. Um, that you just really, you just need to get it out there. Um, I mean, Rufio gave me this a little bit before he left, but you just, you need to put yourself out there. Um, Whether you've just started and you want to go and train at one of the biggest schools in Australia and you've only been training for, you know, a couple of months, just do it. Just do it, you know, put yourself out there because the more that you put yourself out there, the more people are going to know your name, the more people are going to want to help you and be a part of what you're trying to achieve as a wrestler and as a person. So um, Rufio gave us that a little bit, went before he left, but I think it really does need to be like driven into people a lot because people go, yeah, 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 you know, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it eventually, you know, when I've been wrestling for a year. No, do it now, do it right now.
2: I like, yeah, that's a, good, that's a good message to take as well. Because uh, as you say, a lot of people just go, I'll do that at some point. But it's like, no, you just start the journey now and you'll be on the, you'll be on the road already. You'll be there already. Yeah. We've got one exactly more match. It. We've got one more match for you. But before we get to it, as well as uh, three wrestling matches, I like to spring this on people. We also <laughs> let you take, it's nothing bad, I promise. Um, you're, you're also allowed to take with you a movie, an album mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. luxury item
1: my movie would probably be oh um can it be a two-parter
2: <laughs> what the, ah go on then what, what's the movie gonna be
1: kill bill okay nice bill bill one and two um
2: do you have a preference on which one you prefer kill bill one yeah
1: definitely the first one yeah why why kill bill it's one of my favorite movies it's like I love Quentin Tarantino in general he's such a great director and they're just different again I I like things that are a little bit different a little bit unique and weird and that's what Quentin Tarantino does in his movies and Kill Bill is just like a standout of one of the movies um that and Pulp Fiction uh my two favorite movies you know from him and just of all time really um and they're just, they're fun. They, Sorry, that's my cat. <laughs> no, that's fine. What,
2: what's your cat's name?
1: This is Thomas.
2: Hi, Thomas. Hello. Oh, it's the okay. joys of, if, if that door wasn't open, you'd have met Pablo today.
1: And yeah.
3: He,
2: he has a little perch where he jumps in on news videos. There's a little perch there that you can just Lovely. Can enjoy it on. Hello, Thomas. <laughs> I want to, actually a little break from that. Um, Cat, cat owning is brilliant, isn't it?
1: Oh man, they are That's great. Just, they are just, they're just something. I think it's just you know, how,
2: how, how they just don't give a damn about us at all.
1: They <laughs> don't care. This is like, he does not care. He's just walking back and forth in front of me, like no care in the world. Like, oh, this is my, this is my table. I don't know what, what are you doing here? I don't care.
2: I think you'll find I was here first.
1: <laughs> exactly. I was here yesterday. Yeah, this is his I'm, place
2: apparently. I marked it. Um what a what about an album?
1: <laughs> album. Um oh, which one is it? I mean just I'm gonna quickly I know which one it is and I know the cover of it and what it looks like, but I need to uh I know I know what I, I know what it is. I've got <sighs> it. It's it is a fever you can't sweat out, panic at the disco.
2: Wonderful choice. So mm-hmm. Was that was yeah. that their first album?
1: It was one of their first albums. Yeah, I think it was their very first, like, popular album. They did a couple of smaller ones before then, like your EPs and that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, But, yes, it was their very first, like, proper album.
2: Uh, Can you remember when you first heard it?
1: I was – I think my dad bought me the album, and I was sitting in my bedroom, you know, as an angsty teenager. (laughs) Playing it to my heart's content, you know, uh, on my little CD player that was, you know, pink and you had the little lift-down thing. Um, <laughs> I had everything recorded on tape, but that at po- that point, so I was uh, to be able to play it on the on the CD instead of having to listen through the ads and stuff on the tape was great.
2: <laughs>
1: What's the best song on the album? Um, oh God, there's so many bangers. Um, oh, now now you got me, haven't you? Um,
2: well, I'll make it easier. I'll give, you, I'll give you a scenario. I'll give you a scenario. Um, okay. you're, you're, you're about to start a workout. What song is mm-hmm. going to get you pumped for the workout?
3: A lot can happen in three
0: years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
3: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Well, I mean, I write Sins Not Tragedies is on that album. And that's I I feel like that's just such a basic answer. You know, it's their most popular song. Um, Possibly lying is the most fun a girl can do without taking her clothes off. That's a really good one. Um, and then there's like one that's called the only difference between matredome and something. They've got the such long releases. names. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> they've got such long names. I only know the first little bit because you're like you remember the first bit. Like yeah, that one. You know. <laughs>
3: mm, yeah. But
1: those are three of the three of the best songs on the album. <laughs>
2: it's a really. It's actually it's a really strong album. So it's a good it choice. is such
1: a strong album it's just like it's i've used you, i went with the panic of the disco albums i and with all of them i literally listen beginning to finish like you, mm. i don't tend to choose songs i just listen to them all through
2: because the album te- am i right in thinking with that album like pretty much all the songs flow into one there's an intermission bit in the middle and it all kind of
1: yeah that's moves it.
2: along it's really nice like that and yes yeah. they got quite poppy when they did nine in the afternoon and stuff like that and but there's some, there's a nice energy about that one. It's, it feels quite oh, fresh. Oh, it's a
1: good one. I love Night mm. in the Afternoon. It's a one of one of my favorite songs like of Panic at the Disco in general. Like it's just it's good fun. You play it and it's poppy and you're just like I, I just love Panic at the it's Disco. Fun. I don't it's think fun. they've had a bad I don't think they've had a bad song yet, to be honest.
2: How about your luxury item? What would that be?
1: Oh, that's right. I had to think about a luxury item. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: well, I don't think Thomas is covered after he just I don't think, walked no. in front of the interview. <laughs> Sorry, Thomas, you're on your own. He,
1: he, I don't think he wants to come. I think he'd be pretty happy <laughs> <back> <laughs> staying here and without me there. To be honest, I don't think he wants me. Um, luxury item. Maybe my Game Boy, um, my my Nintendo DS.
2: Nice. Okay. Yeah. Is this I got was, all the good games? So, uh what's the best game on the DS though?
1: Well, it's my Zelda Ocarina. Of, of course isn't it? it's Zelda, is it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's the it's the world's it most difficult game. Of course it is.
1: It'll take time for me. so it give me a lot of, a lot to do, you know? Yeah. So
2: It can make you very angry while on the island.
1: <laughs> Be great. <laughs> I mean, that way when I'm on the island I can get really angry and then hit stuff so I can have for dinner, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got so angry trying to get through the water temple that I killed a bear.
1: <laughs> exactly. I think I think you could get that angry at the water temple. I'm not going to oh.
2: lie. <laughs> Here's the thing. To go back to it, I hadn't even got to the water temple before I gave up. I think I got to the fire temple, and I, I, and in the chat, they're all going, "Wait till you get to the water temple." I'm like, "No, no, no. Sod this. Not going to do it. <laughs> water temple's going to make me sadder. I'm not doing this anymore. I can't do it. To my 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 old frozen brain can't take this. Third and final match, then."
1: What are we going to go for? That would be Hurricane versus The Rock.
0: What's up, man? About time you got here. The Rock has one question. Are you ready to go one-on-one with the great one?
3: The question is,
0: are you ready to go toe-to-toe with the superhero? You bet your green ass, Rock is ready to go toe-to-toe with the superhero. You know why? You know why? Because after three long weeks of you being a pain in the Rock's ass, a thorn in the Rock's thigh. After three long weeks, the biggest match on Raw, the biggest match ever on Raw. Superhero versus superhero, the Scorpion King versus the Hurricane. And you know why The Rock is so excited about this? You know why? He could see how excited you are. But check this out, I'll tell you why, because no disqualifications. All, all superpowers go. All superpowers go, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you know what? The Scorpion King tonight, live, Cleveland, he, he's, he's gonna bring his x-ray vision, night vision, heat vision, Cable vision, <laughs> pearl vision. <laughs> oh man, hey, what, what, what superpowers you gonna bring? What superpowers hurricane got? Hamburglar. <laughs> hey, what you gonna do? You gonna throw, uh, throw a chicken nugget at The Rock? You gonna hit The Rock in the head with a cheeseburger? <laughs> what superpowers do you have? I
3: got my heart powers, bitch. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. You got a lot of class, you know that? Insulting the rock like that. A lot of class, and it's all low. You know, you reminded the rock exactly why why he wants to whip that ass tonight. Why the Scorpion King is gonna is gonna take that green monkey ass out tonight. Yeah, you know why? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago you talked trash about how how Booker T threw the rock over the top rope, the rock tripped, okay? The rock tripped! Oh. Oh, yeah, and, and, and then uh, you talk about how how the Rock was scared of Austin? No, hey, Rock ain't scared of nobody, especially Austin. Yeah, and and, and you oh, also- yeah, Wait, the tiny ding a Yeah, that's right. Tra- ah, no, no, hey, 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 easy big fella, easy. You understand that, you understand that? I'll tell you what, man, in all seriousness, this is the biggest night of your life. This is the biggest night of your life. Raw, lie, Hurricane Scorpion King, I just wanna say this. Rock knows you can bring it, bring it, cuz The Rock will bring it. Good luck. Good luck. See you out there.
1: What
3: a cheat shot.
1: It's such a good one, it's like your, your underdog story. It's it's freaking amazing he's it's it's fun he's fun they're both fun like it's one of those those matches where you see that you can have a real silly kind of gimmick and have a real silly you know facade 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 oh my god terrible it's terrible at words a facade but still put on something that's spectacular stay in the back Uh-oh. there's a hurricane coming through folks this is
3: going to be a car wreck you might want to send away the away kids to, the way to way bed to Brighton, the no able to takes this game out of the referee's hands. And uh, this is going to be a message for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, the Rock almost slapped Hurricane's braces off. Game young kid. Hurricane, no. Hurricane. Hounds the last two weeks has stood in the Rock's face. Hurricane has not been intimidated. He has shown that he's got some character. And yes, I figure he's going to get his ass handed to him here the Hurricane, but he's not gonna quit. And folks, by God, that's gonna count for something. This is America, we don't quit on nothing. Hurricane like a rash on The Rock's backside, just won't go away. Can you believe this idiot Hurricane is actually going for a chokeslam? Yeah, there you go. Come on, Rock. Oh, Hey! That, well, the notice qualification here. What's well, Scorpion King jewel. And, uh, oh, Gets hit for the ride, Fine, busting by the Rock. Okay, here we go. And now the momentum that gives the change. Now let me talk for a minute, JR. This is what I've been waiting on all night. This is where the millions and millions of the, uh-oh. so much for The Rock's fans. We are about to see the most electrifying move. Beat The Rock at WrestleMania! What's he gonna do? Look out, Rock! Who the hell knows what the Rattlesnake's gonna do? What does the roll up! A roll up! A roll up! Did he get it? What? Yes! My God! Hurricane! 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 hurricane, here right hurricane. Now, the Hurricane! No way! Hurricane has beat The Rock! Impossible! Austin distracted in The Rock! Happee has been the great one. And don't count does it? You damn right it counts. What what
2: happened? What moment from that outside of that that big pop for the finish stands out to you?
1: Oh, um I think and it's something that I've Taken on, and it's something like it's a it's a move that um, Hurricane does quite frequently, and it's something that I've taken on in my matches. He comes in and he does like a leaping sort of clothesline when he does his little bump and feed. He comes in, does a leaping clothesline. Um, I took it a little bit and just started doing a leaping forearm um, because it's it's so superhero. You come up, you jump, mm. you come down. Like it was just like oh yeah, it was such a big moment where he finally gets up and sort of you know, comes in with his huge leap, come in, clothesline, huge leap, come in, clothesline. And it really, I was like, I love that. I want to do that.
2: There's a lot said about, like, how how win, wins and losses can affect somebody. But um, I, I think that is a, an example to say that, you know what, if the setup's right, it doesn't. Like, The Rock was amazing in that he gave oh, the hurricane perfect. so much and nothing was lost for the rock and lots was gained for the hurricane that night it was a real win win for everybody wasn't it
1: it was and it was like it's a feel good story you know like you feel good after watching like yes he got it you like it's, you didn't think he was and he was it just feels good and that's the kind of the kind of feeling you want in wrestling you want to uh, come out of a match and go yes I really that was awesome I really enjoyed that you know whether or not the big guy wins or not you still want to come out feeling that way
2: and uh we've come out feeling really good about this chat it's been really lovely to talk to you today Lucille and chat about your Thank favorite you. You matches too. we're heading into the summer uh, and Australian wrestling is getting back up and running what have you got coming up in the summer in terms of bookings and venues locations and stuff that you'd love to shout about
1: Well, it's winter here in Australia. Oh yeah, it is, isn't
2: it?
3: (laughs) Oh yeah,
1: you're
2: you're back to front, aren't you? I forgot. Yeah, back to front.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You say. The Um, thing is,
2: you say winter. It's still. It's still. Your winter is our summer. You know that, right?
1: Yeah, I know, but I'm sitting here freezing in a jumper, and I've got the heater on in the bedroom before I go to bed because it's freezing in there. So. (laughs) Out
2: of interest, out of interest, what temperature is it where you are right now? Out of interest
1: uh it is 19
2: degrees <laughs> is that celsius yes no, yes it's
1: 17 it's just gone down to 17
2: degrees 17 my... degrees oh my yep. God. and, and you got a jumper on and the heater on like that's that <laughs> that's cold. a that's a good day over here that's a gorgeous day over here like, <laughs> it's too cold for me that's that's get outside and enjoy the weather
1: much.
2: We've got 12 degrees today and I'm excited to go and sit in a beer garden.
1: Oh, that sounds horrible. Oh, I couldn't think of anything worse.
2: It's gorgeous here. But what what is the winter hold in store for you, Lucille?
1: Um, I've got a few things coming up. Um, I've got my very first tables match coming up in a couple of weekends, which I'm really excited about at Venom Pro Wrestling up here in Brisbane. Um, this weekend, I'm going down to Suplex Explicit Pro Wrestling. It's a uh, it's something that's been coming becoming more popular in Australia is the Deathmatch Wrestling. Um, so Explicit Wrestling is affiliated with Deathmatch Down Under um and so we am going down this weekend to do that I'm not doing a death match because I'm not ready for that yet but <laughs> I am on the show <laughs> um and there's a couple of other things um I've got lined up um but nothing sort of set in stone yet so I'll just let that happen when it happens
2: and when people want to find out what is going on where can they mm-hmm. find you
1: I am on Lucille Brawl Pro on Twitter Instagram Facebook um I do Twitch when I have a nice computer back, I will be back up on Twitch as well. But if you, if you basically search Lucille Brawl Pro on anything, you'll find me. Planning for your next trip? Elevate
0: your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.